0: Welcome to Colorful Companies, Red, White, and Blue Technology Innovations, a Whatis.com podcast sponsored by HP. In this podcast, we're going to talk about three American companies that are colorful in name and history, Red Hat, the Chicago White Sox, and JetBlue Airlines. You'll learn how each company has overcome business challenges through its innovative use of technology. And now, a word from our sponsor. HP Color Printers offer businesses the best of both worlds. Quality and quantity all for great value. It's simple. Bosses like cost-effective purchases. Employees like timely results. HP offers high-quality color printers starting at just $2.99. Some even churn out up to 31 pages per minute. We have designed a wide variety of color printers to suit each and every business personality. Whatever your business needs, all our color printers are user-friendly, reliable, and affordable. So choose HP and find the right match for your business. The first colorful company known for innovation that we're going to talk about today is Red Hat. Whether its name comes from the idea that red hats throughout history have symbolized liberty, or simply from founder Mark Ewing's fondness for an heirloom lacrosse cap, Red Hat Inc. has become a symbol for making money from free software. To be more precise, the Raleigh North Carolina company earned nearly $200 million in 2005 by packaging, distributing, and selling software and support services based on the open source Linux operating system. Linux is an operating system that was created and published on the internet in 1991 by Linus Torvalds and since then has grown to compete with the proprietary Microsoft Windows operating system. Red Hat's story began in the early 90s, when newsletter publisher and software distributor Bob Young needed a product he could brand as his own. Young contacted Carnegie Mellon graduate Mark Ewing, who was producing a Linux variant called Red Hat. Young and Ewing grew the company into a leading Linux distributor. Red Hat went public in 1999, the same year Young was succeeded as company CEO by Matthew Zulik. A number of strategic acquisitions followed. What makes Red Hat's business model so interesting is that it was one of the first companies to realize free software could be sold as a product. In this context, free may but doesn't necessarily mean free to cost, as in free beer. Rather, free describes the freedom inherent in open source software. The source code, the programming behind a piece of software, is freely and openly available for programmers to view and to modify. For Red Hat that means that Mark Ewing was able to build his operating system by modifying what Linus Torvalds created. It also means that the hundreds of other open source software components that go into the Red Hat distribution are open to improvements made by developers in the open source community, leading to a stronger product, one arguably better than its proprietary rivals. Like all free software Red Hat allows the buyer to modify and even resell versions of code as long as they do not restrict anyone else from further modification. But how does Red Hat make money selling a Linux distribution that anyone with internet access is free to download for themselves? For one thing, Red Hat brings together over 400 different software packages. The advantage to buying the distribution from Red Hat rather than downloading all of the software from various sources is that you get it as a single assembled package. Red Hat also offers service that isn't provided as quickly by the individual component developers. The appeal of Red Hat, according to Bob Young, is a lot like the appeal of another commodity product, Heinz Ketchup. In the book, Open Sources, Voices from the Open Source Revolution, Young explains that ketchup is nothing more than flavored tomato paste, and that you could easily create a similar condiment at home, but we don't make ketchup at home because it's cheaper and more convenient to buy ketchup from Heinz, Hunt's, or Del Monte. Young attributes Heinz's 80% market share to the fact that the company has been able to define the taste of ketchup for consumers using effective marketing. Red Hat has followed suit, offering convenience and quality, but just as importantly by helping define what an operating system should taste like. The second innovator in our podcast today is the Chicago White Sox. Although they won the 2005 World Series, the Chicago White Sox weren't always winners. The team from the south side of Chicago has taken home fewer league pennants than the underdog Chicago Cubs or Boston Red Sox. The White Sox have struggled with questionable management choices, critical media perception, a sometimes shrinking fan base, and repeated threats to move the team to another city. They've even been ridiculed for wearing shorts. Throughout the team's history, enterprising individuals brought shame and scandal to the White Sox. In the infamous Black Sox scandal of 1919, eight players were banned from baseball for their involvement in a plot by gamblers to fix the outcome of the World Series. The scandal not only dirtied the Sox reputation, but also weakened their lineup. Losing some of its strongest players, including shoeless Joe Jackson, whose involvement in the plot was reportedly minimal, The White Sox did not contend for a pennant again until the mid-30s. The White Sox responded to a dying fan base with innovation. During the 1950s, owner Bill Veck bolstered the team's popularity with fan-friendly promotional stunts like scoreboard fireworks. In 1960, the team's jerseys became the first to show players' last names. Today, the Chicago White Sox are embracing technology to improve both the back-end and front-end of the baseball experience. Elaborate electronic database systems have changed the scouting process dramatically. And the online streaming of Major League games has become a $130 million a year business. Major League Baseball doesn't allow electronic gear into the dugout during a game, but that hasn't stopped the teams from using technology. Here are just a few examples of how technology is changing baseball. A handheld device called Sportmaster Pro used alongside Raider guns facilitates advanced tracking and analysis of pitching styles, speeds, and data. Managers can now check hitter pitch matchup details like what pitches were thrown, which ones were hit, and where the ball went. A system called Questech uses cameras to monitor the strike zone so that home plate umpires can evaluate their own calls against what the system makes with the hope that the data will eventually help standardize umpire calls into a more uniform strike zone. But the White Sox really hit a home run with their Chicago White Sox Ticket Exchange, an online service that uses Ticketmaster technology to help full-season ticket holders resell their game tickets to other fans interested in purchasing choice seat locations at U.S. cellular field. Through the service, the best seats in the house are made available on an individual game basis. Other teams offer online forums for selling and buying tickets but many require the fans to handle their own purchases. The ticket exchange eliminates the hassle of exchanging tickets and money with the seller because payments are made directly to the White Sox. Fans log on to whitesox.com where they search game listings and purchase tickets. The tickets are emailed as a PDF and printed at home. White Sox attendance last year reached $2.3 million for the first time since 1993 only the eighth time in the history the team has topped two million in ticket sales. With a new surge of fans singing take me out to the ball game, the White Sox are finding more reasons than ever to embrace new technology for their old ball game. So far we've covered red, red hat, and white, the White Sox. That leaves us with blue, JetBlue. The CEO of JetBlue Airlines, David Nealman is using technology to bring humanity back to air travel. Neilman, a former Southwest Airlines employee, set out to follow Southwest's example of low-cost travel while making flights more enjoyable for travelers with amenities like movies, DirecTV, satellite television, and Fox TV programming in every seat. JetBlue was the first airline to introduce a paperless cockpit. Pilots use laptop computers to log onto a central document store on a SharePoint portal server integrated with several Microsoft applications. Also called electronic flight bags, the computers eliminate the need for paper manuals and logs aboard aircraft, saving the airline money and time. Electronic manuals can be updated instantly instead of requiring new printings. They also allow pilots to keep up to date with Federal Aviation Administration procedures by providing pilots with direct access to the FAA website. But perhaps the most outstanding innovation at JetBlue is one that keeps a large segment of JetBlue employees from having to travel any farther than their living room. 80% of JetBlue customers support employees till a commute to work each day. JetBlue provides the employees with computers and requires them to install a firewall in their home for added security. Corporate policies and technology, including a monitoring system called Centerview, allow managers to keep tabs on the at-home employees to ensure that they perform quality work and stay focused on company goals. JetBlue's innovative approach to staffing is noted for its high employee job satisfaction ratings and even higher customer service satisfaction ratings. Neilman has said that his telecommuting employees are happier and more productive because they're able to spend less time driving to work and more time with their families. On the business side, it saves JetBlue money by lowering overhead costs and keeping employee turnover rates extraordinarily low. From in-flight television to telecommuting reservations agents to pilots carrying laptops, JetBlue demonstrates a willingness to rethink the way technology should be used in the airline industry. That means blue skies ahead for the company and its passengers. Red Hat. The Chicago White Sox and JetBlue are just three American companies using technology not only to enhance their own profits, but to make life more convenient and enjoyable for their customers and employees. This concludes our podcast on colorful companies. Thanks for listening.